And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidaveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. And hello everybody, welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 242. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin and a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. My name is Tom Harris and I'm your host. Welcome to the show. And we're starting to have some beautiful late summer weather here in Chicago. It's cooling down a little bit. Cicadas are quieting down a little bit. See, you don't hear cicadas in the background. That's a first for a while, isn't it? Um, and yeah, the things are uh, looking pretty nice. The other half and I went this uh, past weekend to the zoo, uh, Lincoln Park, and uh, spent the day there. And in the sun, it was still warm to the point of being uncomfortable at times. But uh, when you get into the shade, it was just gorgeous. And of course, you got to see all the animals and hear all the weird comments being made by, by people. Uh, because that's become one of our, our most favorite things to do at the zoo is to actually just listen to what the kids say and what, you know, the adults are saying because they don't know anything about animals, you know, mm. and, and it can be very amusing if you ever do that. But, uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, nice day. And, uh, it was one of the few kind of outings that I've had lately. It just seems like I've been, uh, really kind of slaving away at this temp job, which I hate. Uh, and I'm going to be probably leaving that, that temp job in another week or so. So yeah, uh, that, that'll be a welcome change. I, I, it's not, not very often that I've had a job that I actually hate, uh, but this is one of them. Uh, so anyway, uh, not a lot of Thor news this week. Once again, I'm kind of glad about that just because there's been a lot leaking out from the movie and I want some surprises, you know what I'm saying? And I know I complained about that before, but I still feel that way. So, Manuel, don't be mad at me for saying there's no Thor news because I don't want any Thor news this week. <laughs> but, of course, if you want Thor news, uh, Manuel and others have been really good about posting it over on the Radio Free Asgard Facebook page, which you should be joining if you're listening to the show because that's where conversation can happen. And you have anything you want to bring up, bring it up. You can also email the show. The email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com and you can get a hold of us that way too. All right, so we do have an issue of Thor, Son of Asgard to cover, so let's move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard Where the booming heavens roar You'll behold in breathless wonder The God of thunder, mighty Thor And this week we are looking at Thor, Son of Asgard, issue number six. Cover art is by Adi Granov, and it shows Thor, uh, Sif, and Balder, and there looks like they're in some sort of a dungeon thing, and Thor is laying there with an arrow in his chest. And we have in the background, we have looks like an older version of, of Balder and Thor 
standing there. Thor has uh, a Mjolnir in one hand and a sword in the other hand. And in the background, we have... I don't think that's supposed to be Sif, but I think it might be supposed to be Carnilla, uh, as you recall from uh, last issue, all the stuff that was going on there. And we open up to the splash page, which is a double-page spread. We have a scene of Asgard having just been through a major battle. There are bodies and stuff laying around, and there's smoke rising up from the ruins. You can see, like, a ruined wall. Uh, looks like uh, dead dragons kind of laying around on the ground. And we have pe people tending to the wounded, more or less. And then we have Thor who is laying on the ground with an arrow sticking out of his chest and Balder and Sif kind of holding him in the, you know, kind of, they're cradling him, I guess you could say, uh, kind of trying to hold his upper torso up off the ground. And Balder's like, this can't be happening. It cannot end this way. Thor is dead. And we have the summary page here. Thor, the Prince of Asgard, is a brash and impetuous youth, never one to consider who he is or what he has. Thor's mind is always on who he will one day be and what the future holds for him. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Thor returns home to find Asgard under attack. Carnilla's monstrous army has laid siege to the city and threatens all Thor holds dear. Without hesitation, Thor joins Sif and Balder to defend Asgard against the forces of evil. The tide of battle turns, and the Asgardian warriors are able to drive the invading beasts back. But just as victory is theirs, Thor is struck down by a magic arrow. The son of Asgard is dead. Part 6, The Trio Triumphant, which is a strange title when you consider that Thor is probably dead here. Akira Yoshida is the writer. Greg Tricini is the penciler. Jay Leiston is the inker. Guru EFX is the colorist. VC's Randy Gentili is the letterer. Adi Granoff did the cover, as we mentioned. Mackenzie Cadenhead is the editor. Ralph Macchio and C.B. Sabolski are the consulting editors. Joe Quesada is the editor-in-chief. And Dan Buckley is the publisher. This issue was published in September 2004 and retailed for $2.99. We then cut to Carnilla standing in the ruins, bow in hand, having just shot down Thor. She's standing over the body of a dead green dude, probably one of her orc servants or whatever. Victory in battle may have escaped me this day, but by taking the life of their beloved prince, I have struck a blow against Asgard that shall never be forgotten. Odin is sure to seek quick retribution. I shall take advantage of this confusion, finish here, and be quickly gone. And she disappears in a sort of a magenta pink poof o smoke and appears at the, uh, the, the royal chambers of Asgard. And she pushes the door open and a voice comes from inside. What business could the Queen of Norn possibly have in the chambers of the King of Asgard? Have you come to offer your condolences for attacking my kingdom and killing my people? And we see a full-page spread here of Odin, and he is dressed uh, in armor. Very kind of Greek-looking armor at that. Or, I don't know, it's kind of a combination, sort of a... It's got sort of that Greek kilt sort of thing with the with the leather straps... But he's wearing full leggings as well, and he's got the sort of samurai shield armor type of thing on his torso. So it's a, it's a variation of, you know, sort of traditional armor. And uh, interestingly enough, he is uh, flaming in, in white, 
Kirby Crackle, uh, which is lightning because you can see is holding in one hand Mjolnir. So Odin is wielding Mjolnir here. Death is all I offer you, Odin, says Carnilla. And she's uh, kind of thrusting her uh, bow forward. And her bow magically changes into a, a staff of some kind. And Odin is still holding Mjolnir up and is crackling with lightning. You will pay for your crimes this day, Carnilla. Have at thee, murderess. And the two of them start to fight. And we have... Uh, she's swinging at Odin with her staff. He's swinging back with Mjolnir. Uh, they, the two weapons strike with a thoom, and the big shockwave comes out. There's like energy blasts coming out of their weapons and knocking into the walls, which is, is causing damage. And he knocks Carnilla back, sort of backwards down the stairs, but she casts some sort of a spell with her staff that causes a, a, like an explosion, and that goes krakoom. And then she creates a sort of green disc of magic sort of above Odin and, and comes kind of swiping it down. And basically they're having a magical battle back and forth and blasting with lightning, blasting with this green magic. And uh, they're kind of pretty evenly matched at this point. Nicely done, witch. It is not often that Odin is caught unawares, but you will not be so lucky a second time. And Odin has been knocked back into the wall, and he's getting up. And uh, she says, I need neither luck nor magics to finish you, Odin. And her staff thing has a big old blade at the end now. And she's going to uh, skewer Odin through the chest with it. And she's rushing forward. But as she does, he uh, deflects the, uh, the blow, smashes the spear with a wham, knocks Carnilla back, and we get a gratuitous shot of Carnilla's boobs. Uh, with a big whoosh, he knocks her back with Mjolnir, and she smashes into a, a doorway, uh, or a window, I'm not sure what, yeah, it's a doorway, and uh, smashes the doors out, and she lands out in the hallway with a big thump. For the terrible acts you have committed this day, I shall offer no mercy. But as I see you suffer there, Carnilla, I feel almost pity for you. Beg for my forgiveness and I will spare your life. Possibly. Never. I will fight you until my dying breath, you cursed fool. That is the answer I was hoping for. So be it. And there's a huge wham uh, as, as he ejects... Uh, ejects Carnilla from the castle. She goes flying back out of the castle entirely, bounces down the big stairs into the courtyard where all the uh, people are dead and dying and lands with a chud on the ground. None walk away from Mjolnir's blow and dealt by the hand of Odin. Now, Carnilla, it is time. And he is, uh, eyes distracted by... A uh, crowd of people, and they are gathered around the uh, presumably dead Thor, lying on the ground. And Odin's like, no, Thor. And he moves forward to them, and uh, there's uh, yeah, various warriors and stuff around. And uh, Odin comes close, and he, he kneels down, and he, he picks up Thor. Everyone's very sad and crying, and except for Loki, who's kind of lurking in the background, looking a little bit squirrely, as as he often does. Odin is uh, is kind of holding Thor, and he he 
rests his hand on his chest and he says, Forgive me, Thor. By sending you on this quest, I also sent you to your death. I had hoped to see my son become a man. I had hoped to see my son become king. I hoped to see my son rule Asgard. But now all I will see is my son buried too young. And there's, I don't know, some kind of yellow gloop that uh, is being poured out of... Oh, I see. So, yeah, Odin has found the container of sand from the uh, from the lake. Remember, I told you this was going to be significant later. Uh, and it's spilling sand out on the, uh, on the ground. And he's picked it up in his hand and he's looking at it as he speaks. And as he, he's uh, talking, it's pouring out onto Thor's chest. So I'm guessing that something magical is going to happen here. We see uh, Balder in, in the background and he's in silhouette. And he says, My lord... There are no words to describe the breaking of a heart, but ours have been shattered by the tragedy this day. Asgard will mourn Thor's passing. He was beloved by all, says Sif. Most of all by you both, says Odin. A father's love for his son is expected, often taken for granted. A friend's love, however, must be earned and given freely. Balder, since you are children, you have stood by Thor's side, supporting and protecting him. Never once did your loyalty to your friend falter. Although your blood does not blow through my veins, Lord Odin, Thor was like a brother to me. Well, you know, <laughs> he just doesn't know yet. And Sif, Thor's life would have been empty if not for your kindness and compassion. You lightened his heart and helped ease his burdens. It was Thor who often brightened our days and brought joy to our lives. Never was there been a soul more kind and more noble than your son, my lord. Bless you, my lady. I lost a son, but you lost a friend. The pain and suffering shall be ours to bear, but ours to share. And uh, Sif kneels over, gives Thor a big old smooch on the cheek, and she's like, farewell, and she cries, and her tears drip onto the sand on Thor's chest, right by where the arrow is sticking in, and all of a sudden, there's some sort of weird magical effect happening. I guess you could say the sand is changing into water, because that's what they say in the next panel. What's happening here? The dirt turns to water? The waters of the Lake of Lilitha. And it looks like Thor might not be quite so dead after all. He starts to cough and, and stir, and he's got like water coming out of his lungs, and he, he wakes up. And everyone is aghast and, and amazed, and he's, he's sitting there, and he still got, he still has the arrow sticking through his chest. And Odin is there, and every, everyone's like, ah! including Loki, who's kind of drawing back in, in horror. And Thor looks down at the arrow sticking out of his chest, and he says, what in hell is name? And he pulls it out with a splotch, and it just comes out. And there's no bleeding or anything. It's just uh, the water, whatever the, the you know, became when the tears touched the water, has healed him. What happened here, says Thor. Plus the branches of Yggdrasil, says Odin. Thor lives. And uh, he stands up and Odin takes Thor in his arms, gives him a great big old hug. And in the background, Loki is kind of, it looks like he's kind of grimacing. Like, like, uh, it's like oh, the pain, the pain. And Thor's talking to Odin here. Please, father, tell me what happened. Why does all of Asgard stare at me? You fell in battle, my son. 
Not moments ago you lay dead before our eyes on this very spot. But how is this possible? The arrow left no mark. We owe your life to the power of love in the lake of Lilitha. In my grief I scattered the dried lake bed dirt over your body, knowing that we could draw water from it to save your life, if touched by love's tears. Ah, so I knew it was going on all along. However, omniscience does not grant me the ability to control fate. I could only set the stage and hope that events would take their natural course. When Sif's tears came into contact with the enchanted earth, their healing powers brought you back to life. And everyone's happy, and everyone gets up, and they're all uh, surrounding Thor. Balder and Sif are, like, hugging him, and uh, all the warriors in the background are all celebrating. Hooray! And Odin kind of looking aside with his head down like he's, like, uh, laughing. I'm not sure. Really. So, water has been drawn from the Lake of Oatha. We have successfully completed our quest, says Thor. <laughs> and it looks like Odin's laughing in the panel, but it, it, he's not ha ha So anyway, Baldur's like, huh, you just don't quit, do you? Look at you, back from Hela's embrace only a few minutes, and you're already worried about proving yourself. You cheat death, Thor. What more do you need? Well, when you put it that way, uh, and everyone's laughing, and then all of a sudden there's a shriek, aye and we see uh, Carnilla, and she has Loki. Uh, she's got him in sort of this uh, like headlock, and is holding a, a scimitar-looking knife to his throat. Loki, I, I must say, doesn't really look that worried, so I think there's something going on here. One of your sons faced down death today, Odin. Will the other be so lucky? Says Carnilla, and Odin's like, Loki! Oh, come now. Secretly, you wish this young trickster dead, do you not? After all the trouble he's caused, would your lives be not easier without him? From alerting the dragon to conjuring the rock troll, it was Loki here who tried to sabotage your ridiculous quest at every turn. He would rather see you all dead. Please, no, says Loki. And uh, Balder confronts her. While well, all you say may be true, Carnilla, in the end Loki chose the path of righteousness. By warning us of your impending attack, it was Loki who raised the alarm and saved all of Asgard. Are those the actions of someone who would want us all dead? I think not. How can you defend him, says Carnilla? His hands are as dirty as mine. My hands, that will spill blood once more today. If you must take a life this day, take mine, says Balder. I forfeit it in exchange for Loki's. And if the denizens of Asgard hate Loki, as you say... Won't my death better satisfy your need for revenge? And uh, Carnilla drops Loki, casts him aside, and then she kind of lunges at him with the, with the knife out, holds the uh, knife blade to his throat. You fool! What kind of man would sacrifice his life for that of his enemy? A man who knows no enemy, says Balder. A man who believes in the value of all life. A man who believes there is good in every soul. Even in yours, Carnilla. And Carnilla hesitates, and the she turns into sort of a, a mist kind of thing, and passes right through Balder, just kind of like whooshes like a ghost passed through him, and uh, we hear her voice saying on the wind, "This is not over, Balder," and she goes misting away. And the the, the three musketeers and Odin come rushing up, Balder. Are you all right, says Thor? What just happened? 
The Norn Queen, where is she gone? Fear not, my friends. I have a feeling we will not be seeing Carnilla again anytime soon. What do you mean, says Sif? She could still be lurking in the shadows. No, Lady Sif. She will not be back this day. Balder has opened her eyes to something she never knew existed. Something that will keep her occupied for quite some time. Today was a day every father fears. A day in which I almost lost both my sons. It is a day I hope I will never be forced to live again. I am thankful beyond belief that you escaped with your lives. But there are some who were not as lucky. And he decides he's going to make a speech about all this. Citizens of Asgard, the victory that is ours this day comes at a heavy cost. The lives of many Asgardians have been lost in defense of our land. We must ensure their sacrifices were not made in vain. We will restore Asgard to the glory it once knew. Amidst today's darkness, we can also find a light of hope. For Asgard welcomes these new warriors into our ranks. Without their courage and fortitude, the battle may not have been won. Tomorrow, Agnar and Gotron will journey to meet Sindri, the king of the dwarves. They will present him with the four mystic elements that he will forge into a sword. In one month's time, this sword will be brought here to Asgard, where I will bestow it upon the warrior I find most worthy. I have much to consider. And so we have the um, change in scene here to one month later. So we've skipped over a lot of stuff. Uh, and we are in the Imperial Banquet Hall, and there are rows of tables, and of course they're very full of people. And uh, I'm surprised we don't see the Warriors 3, uh, but okay, yeah, maybe maybe they're still young too, I don't know. So who do you think it's going to be, says Sif? Upon whom will Odin bestow the sword? It's not like we haven't talked about this every day for the last month, Sif. All I can say is that I don't believe this sword is meant for me, says Thor. There's another enchanted weapon that belongs in my hands when I am worthy someday. And Odin rises and he is making his little dinner speech here. Tonight, let us remember our fallen comrades, our brothers who gave their lives protecting Asgard. We honor these brave warriors as they join our forefathers in Valhalla. Yet, while we have suffered losses that we shall mourn, there have been triumphs to recognize. These three young Asgardians have proven themselves worthy of our company. The Lady Sif, with her keen senses and unswerving loyalty, joins the growing number of warrior maidens in our ranks. Balder the Brave, whose sound strategies and respect for all life makes him a valuable addition to our number. And my own son, Thor, whose vigor and valor rivals that of any warrior present, shall bring his passion into each and every battle we shall fight. I sent these three on a quest to obtain four mystic elements, which have now been forged into the enchanted sword you see here. Warriors of Asgard, I present to you Svadrom. And he pulls the sword out, and it's a very handsome sword, a glowing sword here. This sword is one of the most powerful weapons seen anywhere in the Nine Worlds. It is a weapon of honor, of pride, and of courage. It is a weapon that I now bestow upon the Asgardian warrior whom I feel most deserves it. Balder the Brave. And Balder looks up all happy and surprised. And everyone is, is laughing and cheering. And he gets up 
and he stands before Odin, and he does. Odin does the sort of I dub thee sort of thing, though for no apparent reason. Thank you, Baldur, for reminding us of the value of mercy and compassion. You are an inspiration that all in Asgard shall look up to and cherish. May you wield this sword with honor in defense of our land and people. And we get a shot of the uh, three musketeers here and Odin. And they all shout, For Asgard! And that is Thor, son of Asgard, number six. And of course, we do have a few things to say about this issue, which we'll be doing right after this. Hey, everybody, I'm Paul Spataro. I don't know if you know me, but I'm a regular on Back to the Bins, along with my friends, Dr. Bill Robinson. Hello. And Mr. Scott Gardner. Hey, how's it going? Andy's been asking us for a promo for the show for the longest time, and Bill has been writing it for the longest time. Bill, you got that promo written yet? Uh... Okay, so, anyway, what we do is we review three comic books. We try to do it every week. Usually it's a Marvel, a DC, and a Captain Canuck book for Scott. So, tune in every week to Back to the Bins to listen to our show. You can find us at twotruefreaks.com. And we're back. And of course, we have a few things to say about the issue, as we always do. First of all, I really like this issue. I think it's a really nice mix of, of pathos and battle, and it's beautifully, beautifully painted. There's a lot going on in the issue. It's interesting how they, they really aren't showing a lot of the Asgardians, as it were. We do get I th what I think is a shot of Volstagg in this double-page spread right in the beginning, uh, as we have a rather stout, red-haired uh, uh, warrior here. Not as voluminous as Volstagg would later be, but again, you know, it's, it's early for him. Uh, we don't see Hogan or, or Fandral anywhere, but it uh, looks like we do at least get a shot of Volstagg or somebody who looks like Volstagg. Again, I think that the artist here has a really nice grasp of... Um, the, the way Asgard should look in general. Now, I know I complained a, bit, a little bit earlier in the series about some truly ugly buildings, and we get a little bit of that here too, but, but at least in this case, we have the royal palace here and this sort of grand stairway that, that leads up to uh, you know another level, and then you go in. And I think that that works really, really well. Post-battle scene, I think, is really consistent. Looks very realistic as, as a, a battle scene would. It's interesting here on, you know, on this double-page spread, we still have Carnilla lurking in the background. You can see her up on the uh, edge of the parapet here with her bow in hand. So I think that's really good. This is kind of the most kick-ass Carnilla we've ever seen. I mean, Carnilla you know, traditionally hasn't really been one of those people who goes out for a physical battle. She tends to be the commander sort of in the background and, and leads from her castle and, and casts spells and things. But we, here she's actually an active participant, takes on Odin hand-to-hand -hand and gets whomped, you know, because he's Odin. But you know, actually does pretty well for herself in, in a hand-to-hand -hand combat against Odin. So you know, maybe there's some depths here of Carnilla that we're getting that's a little bit new. I've always thought of Carnilla, and and even even I hate to say it, even the Simonson run where he was she was trying to rehabilitate her as he did with a lot of the bad guys. You know, here we have a Carnilla that is utterly self-centered, 
utterly focused on her own power and is absolutely ruthless, even to the point of firing an arrow into Thor's chest. So, you know, this is a different side of Carnillo that, that when we've seen and more power to her. I think the scenes of magic are really well handled. I think that, that we got some nice Kirby crackle with Thor's light, well, with Mjolnir's lightning because Odin's holding it. Uh, and we, we have some really nice uh, misty effects here with, with Carnilla's magic and the sort of pink magenta sort of, of uh, fog that, that accompanies her spells. Really like it a lot. Um, Odin is being portrayed as a kick-ass warrior god. That's how I like Odin portrayed. I know Santa Claus here, folks. I mean, you know, he, he's being portrayed exactly the way he should be. Looks a little bit Santa Claus-like occasionally, but not so much that, that you know, should break out the ho-ho-hos. Anyway, um, I knew that the, uh, the sand was going to prove to be important. Remember, I even said that when he gathered it a couple of issues ago. Uh, didn't realize that it was going to this. So the quests are over. Uh, somehow I was thinking they were going to be drawn out through this whole series. But uh, anyway, this is the uh, you know sixth, sixth volume, so it would be the, the capper of the trade. So obviously there'd be two trades worth of Thor, son of Asgard here uh, based on this. So I got obviously writing for the trade here and you get the whole story. So, all right, uh, fair enough. I'm assuming that the other half will be similarly self-contained because that's the way the writing for the trade thing works. All right. So with that, it is back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard. Time to go. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the invincible sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.